I'm all about shopping early for Christmas. In fact, I've already bought two Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to know what they are until Christmas. Christmas. Right. Well, as is the normal custom of Christmas time. And then, they, then you have to find the pickle. That's a German tradition. Yeah, and unless you talk to a German, oh. they have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> we had, we got, um, there was a, a German foreign exchange student. So in our family at Christmas times, um, we typically hide a pickle in the Christmas tree. Oh, does your family do this, Ashley? We don't. Okay. Well, it's you can buy ornaments now, like that are shaped as pickles. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen the like tradition or whatever. Yeah, they're they're very decorative. They're like um, they they're the same color as most trees are, you know. And what you do is you hide the ornament inside the tree, and on Christmas morning, the first child to find the pickle gets to open the first present. Fun. And we were told growing up that it was a German tradition, mm-hmm. right? Well, there was a foreign exchange student that came to Ponca City from Germany that Shonda and I got to host in our house for a night. Um, she came over and we grilled a steak and stuff like that. And we you know, talked all about where she was from and uh-huh. um, talked about our grandma being from Germany and, you know, being an immigrant to come over here. And um, and I somehow the subject of the pickle came up and she said they had just heard about the Christmas pickle the year before. And somebody from America had told him about it. And they're like, we didn't know that this was a tradition in <laughs> Germany. So they went and got a pickle from their, their house, uh, like from their refrigerator, and stuck it in the Christmas tree and had been sitting in there for like a month. <laughs> and then nobody could find the pickle. <laughs> That'll happen if you, you know, so, use yeah. a real pickle. The real pickle got packed away with the Christmas tree, and um, they'll find it this, well, I guess last year. I don't know. Wonder how that turned out. We should call her. Yeah. Grandma Wade is actually in town right now. I know. And I got to spend the evening with her last night. I learned a lot about our family history. Oh, last night you guys did? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having a river on Friday. Well, ask some questions about history. We'll see if we can compare notes. Did you hear uh, the boys asking her questions at yes, the 4th was, of July? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a grandma sitting at the head of the table and just all of the kids, all of our kids, boys and girls, were... Oh, the cousins, right? Right. Uh, we're sitting around the table asking her, well, why did you come here? Right. And so our grandma immigrated from Germany in the late 1940s. So It was right after World War II. Right. Yeah. Um, her dad was a translator for the Americans. Mm-hmm. He translated um, German script to English uh, while they were over there right. fighting. Right. Did you know that uh, that uh, Opa, Opa, and mm-hmm. or War Opa, depending on our our great grandfather, uh, actually was over here in the twenties before he came over uh, in the forties. He came over once in the twenties, then went back, got married to a German woman, and then Oma. Well, I should say he uh, went back. After, like, he came over in the 20s, brought his brother over with him, his mm. brother Ted, went back. Ted, what a traditional German name. Right. <laughs> went, went back to Germany, <laughs> met, met his future wife, took her with him as missionaries. They went into China. He got married in China December 27th to his wife, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then they came back to Germany, and that's when he started um, working in aviation and some of the other things, engineering, and worked his way up, and then started, you know, writing script, translating script for the Americans, and that whole thing happened. But what's funny is that our parents got married uh, in Israel December 27th, and what I found out was the reason they picked December 27th was because of Opa and Oma getting married December 27th in China. Fascinating. That's cool. Little interesting factoid about the garrison. Family history. Yeah. Did, did you know that we would be sitting down and having a conversation about family history this morning? I didn't. Well, you just never really know. Those cold opens. I surprise you sometimes. You do. Every time. Yeah. So. Merry Christmas. It's July. Merry Christmas from, from the Failing Podcast. Bye. Welcome. Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's the Failing Podcast. Eat my shit. Goodbye. This Christmas, who knows? Who knows? You might be listening to reruns. <laughs> the rerun of the Failing Podcast. Be like the original Star Trek. <laughs> Listen, if one you're, season only. <laughs> if you're listening to this as a rerun, go ahead and cue in. That's a. This <laughs> if, if you like us enough that you listened to us twice, that. That really is going to bless my heart. Wow. Yeah. My heart will be blessed. Wow. And also, I want to know who you are, because if you like me that much, we should probably be friends. You think? Well, let's do a background check first. Well, yeah. I mean, safety first. Never know. See something, say something. One of those four people out there could be your stalker. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if I have a stalker, go ahead and just cue in. (laughs) I just like to go ahead and know about that. Yeah. So, all right. So, you know something that you do during the summertime, huh? You know something you do during the summertime. You like to get wet. That's. And this summer we've had more getting wet than we could ever deal with. Oh boy, boy have we! Wow, it's been so rainy, wet, wet, wet rain. Their your feet are wet. You know what? Your head is wet. Everybody keeps saying. They keep saying, uh, "Thank oh, goodness thank for all goodness. this." We rain. really needed this rain. We needed it. I'm wondering, like, we were we must have been really low. We were in real trouble. We were. It was. It must have been bad because boy, it has been raining. We have gotten a lot of rain. It rained all the way through May. Yep. It's rained all the way th- all the way through June. Yep. And now we're sitting in a week of rain in July. Yep. I think the ponds are full. The cows are no longer thirsty. I don't know. I don't know if that's true because people could keep saying, well, we do need the rain. And Well, in Ponca City. Is that City, just what you say? I don't know. I, I Do people that actually don't know whether or not we need the rain say we need the rain? Because I was talking to a farmer the other day that said that it had been real good, and now all of a sudden the wheat's starting to not grow because it's not getting enough sunshine. Ooh. Yeah. It's a bad deal. So... We need wheat. That wheat farmer decided I don't know, would that you it was time have, to... Would you rather have bread or water? I don't know. I think I'm actually allergic to wheat. I haven't found out for sure, but I'm, I have the sneaking suspicion. I'm really worried about it. Why? But, but you're well, gluten sensitive? Yeah, that? I don't want to be gluten sensitive. I you like don't. saying you're allergic to wheat better. 
Yeah. Yeah, because gluten's got kind of a negative connotation to it. Like, well, oh, he's one of those gluten people. Maybe. I just My wife never has heard to eat gluten-free. She has a... I know. She's so woke. She, she is woke. She's so woke. <laughs> Shonda Rochelle. Gluten-free. Gluten-free. Well, I don't know. You know, sometimes I wonder if it's actually the wheat or if it's the stuff that they put in with the wheat that is what's Mm. making the wheat. You know what I mean? Like, what if I'm I'm not allergic to the wheat? I'm allergic to the preservatives they're putting in the bread that's making the wheat. That's very likely. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Maybe that's a woke thing to say, but. What if gluten is just preservatives? I don't think that you have to convince you that it's weak. I don't think you're necessarily woke. I think that you just. I'm worried about preservatives. Right. Yeah. I've Woke up, people. Yeah. Preservatives. Ashley has some opinions on those things. Well, no. I was... Not that we're getting into that, because, you know, we don't like to discuss controversial issues here on the Failing Podcast. No. We try to avoid that. We try to avoid that. We like to talk about things that everybody likes. Like pools. Right. Who doesn't like a pool? Who doesn't like a pool? Well, that's the reason that we've gotten all this rain this year. Right. It's because we Mom actually... Mom and Dad bought a house with a pool. We have access to a pool for the first time ever. Like, real access. Like, we can use it whenever we want. Like, not like begging your neighbor, hey, do right. you mind if we uh, come over and swim for a while? Like showing up in your flip-flops and swimming trunk with your shirt off. <laughs> like, hey, it would be really awkward if I was standing on your front porch. No, And I'd- I wasn't going swimming, so let's... Let's go ahead and fix this. I will say that Ponca City, we have access to a lot of community pools. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So there there are options. And then there's like five splash pads and we have a lake with a swim sure, beach. Sure, but we've never been this bougie before, though. Like we've, we've, done, we've done all of the public pools. Absolutely. And we've always been, I mean, we're, we're very happy, pro-public pool. Pro-public pool. Pro- you, everybody should have P-P-P. a place to cool down. We are PPP. But we Three Ps. Pro-public pool. We have now moved... We have now moved into a new time in life where we have opportunity and availability to swim in a private pool. Yes. And that's why it's been raining so right. much. Right. Now, that's like said, if somebody washes their car, they get the credit. Right. Well, this summer, garrisons get all the credit. We got access to a pool. Hence the rain. Well, I really enjoyed the private pool. I have too. Uh, the only problem I think that there is with it is kids in a private pool are different than kids in a public pool. Well, it's because they don't have the lifeguard to yell at them. Right. They don't have a lifeguard to yell at them. They don't have as many other kids to play with. Mm-hmm. Right. There are big flotation devices that are usually in it, you right. know, that wouldn't be in a public pool. Mm-hmm. At least not. I don't really. I don't recall there being like giant flamingos or I don't sharks. I think that you're or, allowed to have those yeah, in that's public not a pools. Thing, yeah. yeah. I imagine that they're out. They're not okay because it's hard to see a kid when they're underneath the floaty. Right. You know, and so. So it's a whole different level of stress, you know, keeping up with uh, keeping up with where your kids are. And you don't exactly get a lot of great pool time when your kids are in the pool with you because they're usually asking you to spin them in circles or throw them or, you know, can you catch me when I jump? And right. or, But don't make sure my face doesn't go underwater. Right. Yeah, no face underwater. Right. Please, uh, Dad, I would like to jump off the side of this pool and I want you to catch me. Right. But... I want you to make sure that my whole body goes underwater except for my face. Yeah, and it well, and when you say except for my face, I mean if you get a little splash on there, not you're even, in trouble. Not even a little. A little bit there of better splash. better not be a little bit of splash. So my son Ari is jumping into the pool. 
right? And I am catching him so he gets no splash on his face. He's wearing his, you know, if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm sig- I'm showcasing floaties, the flotation device on arms. Across the chest. Across the chest, which is much different than the floaties that we grew up with. Yeah, you had to blow them in. Yeah, <laughs> blow them up. Over the arms. Sides, over they the pinched. arms. Yeah, they pinch you a little bit. They were so a little hot, A little worse than a blood pressure cuff. Yep. Cut off the circulation we to worked, your hands. We worked <laughs> to get out of floaties as quick as we possibly could. Yes. Because, like, the last thing you wanted to do was have an inflatable thing on your arms, you yeah. know. And they slipped and slid and all the other things. Now, the floaties now are, like, foolproof. It's like, you know, a piece of styrofoam, styrofoam yeah. that's on the inside. Yeah, there's that some, like very cool kid life jacket uh, they are i mean you know they, they run across the Whole chest so level. you're like floating in a different right. you float in every float, direction you yeah. float yeah. up the thing about floaties when we were kids is you could float down <laughs> right so much you dangerous. still had to do a lot of work you still had to do some work yeah. to keep you keep yourself above water yeah. now they Why don't, don't they the make adult it? size ones that go around your arms like that maybe we should maybe we should come up with that <laughs> so we could just like a, monetize a, it. And then a spot like a that, spot for that juts a koozie. Out for a koozie. <laughs> koozie you just yeah. put your beer in. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. A little floating tray. Well, so so Ari is jumping off the side of the pool. Okay. Then you wouldn't have to worry about being on a big cushion. You could just lounge in it and the lounger's around you and you got your Ben you wants to keep talking about the, you. <laughs> the floaty. It's a great idea. Should we draw it out? We probably should, but we should probably do it before this goes out. And patent it. And patent it, because somebody else is going to take it and run. All right. Failing thought. Pop. Well. You heard it here first. If it comes out if it after comes we've out, talked yeah, about we, it. I mean, we've got it. We've it's got, in there. What's it called? Uh, intellectual property. Right. It's intellectual property. So if you're going to do it, you need to talk to us first. Uh, we'll, um, we'll go in we'll, on it together. Yeah, let's partner. We'll partner on that. Yeah. Should I get back to my story about Ari? Uh, really excited. About it, this well, I mean, think about what has happened so far. The, my my story has now brought on the idea of a flotation device that's going to make us a lot of money. Let's see what the rest of the story brings. Okay. Right. So far, Ari is frozen in the air as Mid-air. Luke's arms are reached out to catch him. He's hovering. Yeah, he's well, just waiting. Y- yes. That's true. Although I don't know if I said he jumped. Oh, sorry. Let's say he jumped. Let's say I said he jumped. I just so thought the mental image was funnier I, I than kind of him like waiting that. on the side. Yeah. I like that. Um, so so he's jumping to me, right? And my job is to catch him in the armpits, make sure half of him goes underwater, and then it isn't. That's not where it stops. No, he wants a spin move there. Oh. So, you know, it's you get, kind of, you're in charge of the 360. Yes. I've got to do this kind of 360 spin and then let him off gently so that he can swim back to the stairs and do it over again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was my responsibility in the pool. And I'll tell you, I did it flawlessly. I believe you. At least 15 times in a row. Luke, I got to catch Ari several times too. Well, I was just going to tell you about what happened. So, because. Because here's the thing, like even if you catch him 15 times perfectly, uh-huh. the one time you don't, you're it's fired. A, it's a disaster. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, boy, I should have got fired a long time ago. Sure. You know, I stopped me from it's having to stand because here because I'm the one that had to do it after that. Yeah, I liked that part. That was <laughs> that's my that was my favorite part. But you know, what's funny is he jumped in, I I he just kind of slipped a little, you know, and so as I took him, I kind of come around and I and I spun a little quicker than probably I was supposed to, and mm. water splashed up and just a little bit trickled into his face. 
And my wife was not happy with me. Oh, it was your fault? Of course it was my fault. Oh. Of course, because I spun them too fast or I, you know, it wasn't the absolute, you know, it wasn't the fact that I was given an impossible task. You were. There's water everywhere. I mean, I'm surrounded by, I'm literally engulfed in water. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to catch and keep a very specific part of a little boy free of water. Mm-hmm. He's not wearing anything protecting him. No. It's not like there's a glass shield or a bubble around his head to assure that his face doesn't get wet. So there's another invention idea. A bubble that goes around your child's head. I, I don't know. That's I don't know we have to figure so out how to make that work. We'll I don't, so. Maybe an oxygen tank. Isn't that called a helmet? Uh, hmm. No, this one would be waterproof. Oh, okay. And face waterproof face shield. So, anyway, but I, I come around and and it was Luke. He, you got water on his face. Oh, I'm sorry. He's crying because uh-huh. you know some because he cause, failed. Well, it's because water is acid and it's burning him somehow. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Um, I got in trouble with him later on. You did for the same thing. No. No. Um. He, I was doing it for Charlotte, uh-huh. the same thing. She must have seen... The no, no, I'm pretty sure Charlotte's the one that introduced this, because okay. it's kind of a princessy thing to introduce in the first well, place. Ari just thought it looked fun, and he went for it, you know? Ari jumped to me, and I just stepped out of the way. Uh, yep, that'll do he it. He went right in the pool. Right. All the way. He probably didn't like that. He was not happy. I believe you. And I thought, I thought Ari was a good swimmer. He's a good sinker. Was he wearing his floaty? Yes. Okay, good. That's the important thing. Those things are really protective. So, I don't know. You know, I just, I I remember, I, you know, swimming for an adult is very different than swimming as a kid. Swimming for adults, it's more relaxing, right? Well, it depends on if you're actually swimming or if you're just floating. Floating for an adult <laughs> is definitely different than swimming for a kid. Yes. Or pool time for an adult is different than pool time for a kid. Yes. Pool time for an adult, it's just relaxing. Well, you heard my flotation device right. idea. I love your I've idea. I've definitely got a very good mind for how best to relax. Well, but then the second that you try to do that type of relaxing with kids in the pool, they believe that you are a life raft right. on which they should be floating on uh-huh. or, or a buoy. And or you're like you're like the iceberg, yeah, and they're like the little seal, <laughs> right? They want to be on it, in it, around it, upon it. Uh-huh. You are the thing that they and they they use. also they're not happy just laying and relaxing. That oh, would be no. fine. No, no, they're paddling you around, um, or splashing you as a target, right? Or if you have boys, they're fighting on top of you and playing King of the Mountain, right? <laughs> right. Or king of the island. <laughs> right. Or king of the iceberg. It's like, why is there such a huge mountain on this island? <laughs> oh, it's my dad. That's my dad. Oh. That big belly. <laughs> this is the whitest snow-capped mountain I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, I just got done um, with my vacation in which a lot of swimming was involved. Yeah. Um, we went on a cruise. I don't, did we talk about this last podcast? I don't remember. I think we talked a, l- a little bit about it. Well, one thing I noticed is I I came home a lot more tired yeah. than when I left. Yeah. Vacationing with kids is not fun. No. It's I I it's not. It's not. 
you have to know going into it, this is what I'm doing, and it's for the kids. Right. Because vacationing with kids is for the kids, not for the well, adults. Well, yeah, it's, it's turned into, it's not our vacation anymore. It's like, you know, I'm starting to figure out more and more that growing up is just like, we, I mean, when we were kids, we had it made. Right. No stress, no anxiety. You know what my kids did this morning? They got up. Got up, made themselves a bowl of Cheerios. Right. And have been sitting in their underwear on the couch ever since. Sounds like a dream. When is the last time you got to sit on your underwear in the ca- in your underwear on the couch? The last time <laughs> I got to sit in my underwear on the couch. Yeah, and just like all morning. Don't have to do anything. Generally, I'm not ever allowed to sit in my underwear on the couch because my teenage daughter tells me, Dad, put some shorts on. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so step one, kids got it better. <laughs> right? Definitely. I mean, whatever the entertainment is for there, I got it up, I got to, you know, get get dressed and go to work. Right. That's what I even do too. on my vacation days from work. Uh-huh. I still have stuff to do. Definitely right. But, I mean, we're getting up, we're getting things ready, we're yeah. taking care of kids, we're doing all that we need to. Well, and then you go on vacation where you're leaving all of your responsibility behind, mm-hmm. and it's really just like a business trip because yes. your kids are coming with you, and, and they are the business. Yes, you're you're working them through, making sure they get to experience everything. It's a lot of work to leave town, I will also say. Yeah. Like, you have to do so much prep work to leave on a vacation. Yeah, to be prepared. So I don't know. That's So, my daughter gets mad at me every time I tell her I'm going to take my wife, Micah, to Disney. Mm-hmm. And that like I'm how le- dare you do that? That I'm leaving, I'm leaving all of them. Right. It's just going to be me and her. Yeah. And I am so excited about that idea. No, it sounds really fun. It. I think it would be. Right. But she gets so mad because she's like, Disney is a place for children. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but it's also a place to get away from children. Do you remember when our parents went to Disney without us when we were kids? No. Well, I guess I maybe I do now well, that you're saying it. we didn't know about it. Were it we upset? A, yes. I bet we were. Mom and Dad, they, they bought the picture. How dare you? The coveted picture. From Splash Mountain. Ah, remember that's they right. They went with Dave and Pam. And they went with Dave and Pam Shepherdson, and they had it, and it was in an envelope the next day. Yeah. And they had it there. We found it. And, I mean, for years, we've been going to Disney and asking for the picture right. of Splash Mountain. Right. We never bought it. Never bought it. But parents went, by gosh. They got a souvenir picture. That was, in and of itself, a... um. Betrayal. A betrayal. Right. But then you throw in the fact that they went to Disney and didn't even tell us about it. Right. Betrayal. So I can kind of see Abby's side of I, thinking I here. do. Like, I do. I just, you know, there's a piece of me that applies the logic to it. And now I know what mom and dad were thinking. Oh, absolutely. You know, they were thinking this is the most fun we've ever had at Disney. Probably. Because <laughs> we're not doing exactly what our kids want to do. Right. We're getting to do some things that are that are fun. And, you know, mind you, like... There is no greater pleasure than parenting, right? There is no greater joy than raising up children and doing the Lord's work. Yeah. But I also kind of understand why. Hear, hear. <laughs> kind of understand why people choose not to do it. <laughs> is there um, an opt out button? No, <laughs> I don't think that's right. I think no. every. I think every person. I, I well, think it, it just comes down to a level of like. Well, it's, I think it's responsibility. Well. It's, it it is, it know. is selflessness to have a child. You have to dedicate yourself to being selfless, 
for the next 18 years. Yes. Ish. And then also trying to raise a member of society that's not going to turn around and be terrible. Yeah, be crappy. Right? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, is it's it, that's where I say that there is there is obligation, I think, in some senses, if you can, because obviously there are people out there that can't have children and, and you know, that's a, that's a whole different that's a whole different issue, you know. Yeah. But, you know, if you're able, you know, and you're married and you're able to have children, like, you know, do it because, like, it, somebody has got to re, you know. Sure. Well, society as a whole, like, you know, we have a serious underpopulation issue. Right? Well, yeah, and that's the thing is we got we got to at least replace yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, give us two that are kind of like you, especially if you're cool. Like, you know, we want a couple that are going to be out there going to do the work. I was watching an interview with Elon Musk the other day, and he said that the biggest threat to civilization is underpopulation in the world. Well, that's why he's making robots. Yeah. Yeah. His his belief is the biggest threat to sit, not AI, not any of these other things that you would expect, you know, somebody in his line of work to say. He says it it is underpopulation of the U.S. People are not reproducing the way that they were. Wow. Well, yeah, but that's been it's been an issue for some time. And and it's been a steady decline for the last 40 or 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ever since the baby boom in the 1940s. Yep. Yeah. He said underpopulation is the biggest threat to the United States. I don't know. I think that you know, there's there's a reason that there's tax write offs for having children, and that and this is that. Like you know, the the whole idea is that it's it's supposed to encourage people it's to have. Yeah, it's supposed to encourage people to have children because they get a tax write off for it. Like you know, and so, I, but you know, at the same time, like the rich don't benefit from those tax write offs as much as the you know the the middle class and the poor um, or the poor do. And it's, I don't. Again, we're getting political. And there's probably no need for that. But um, all because we said, boy. Sometimes I understand why people don't want to raise kids. Yeah, we tend to chase rabbits we do pretty chase far those here. Rabbits. Fly is the 90s phrase of the day. Oof. Pretty fly. I mean, if you were good looking mm-hmm. in the 90s, mm-hmm. you were fly. You're a pretty fly. Where did that come from? The origin uh, is actually from 1998. It's a song called the uh, by the Offspring called "Pretty Fly for a White Guy." No way, that's yeah, not the origin. When I looked it up, that's what I found as far as the origin goes. I don't know if it was the first use. I'm sure that was probably used before, but it was popularized by um, by uh, the Offspring in 1998. "Pretty Fly for a White Guy." Yeah, so. Fly was uh, kind of the thing that you said. Hey, you're fly. Hey, you're you know, just attractive. Or, or you could even say, you know, something looks cool. Hey, that's pretty fly. Yeah. If you see your wife this evening, go home. Let her know she's pretty fly. Right. Pretty fly for a white gal. Or not. Pretty fly. Fly. Just being, being fly. Just being fly. All right. That's it. We'll see you next week. That's it. Next week it is. Bye. Great job. That's at least two episodes, right? Yeah, that was an hour and six minutes of content, so I should hope so. Look at this Cheers. The Billing Podcast. Eat my shit. Not the mama. Not the mama. Goodbye.